Welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Amy from Amy Natalie Co., spiritual teacher, mindset coach, and speaker. I'm here to remind you how to tap into your feminine frequency to elevate your relationships, attract more money, and feel confident in your body. Each week, I'll be sharing wisdom from guest experts and guided meditations, along with my favorite spiritual mindset techniques so that you can access abundance, love, and manifest a life that is in alignment with your soul's true desires. Let's do this, sister. Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I'm so grateful to have you here today for this episode with one of my dear soul clients, Holly Mefford, who is going to share all about her journey from shifting out of her masculine energy in her business, in her health, in her relationships, and inviting more feminine energy in and creating more of a flow between these two energies in her life. And Holly is just such a beautiful example of what is possible when you lean in and instead of letting something that feels scary, or instead of letting your fears get in the way of actually seeing that fear and resistance as an opportunity to lean in because as she shares in this episode, that everything that you desire is outside of your comfort zone. That is where the biggest changes happen. So whether you are considering investing in coaching, if you are considering changing your job, if you are considering leaving a relationship, whatever the leap is that you are in the face of or wherever you're looking to move forward when that resistance comes up, really taking into account that that is there because your ego is trying to protect you. It is trying to keep you safe. But when you have the mindset of understanding on the other side of that, there is something really amazing waiting for you and connecting to that vision of what you know is possible for you on the other side, that's where all the changes happen. And I have truly experienced that for myself. So As you're listening to this conversation, you're going to get so many insights and so much wisdom from what Holly has learned through our time together. We worked together for around six months and there was so much deep, beautiful transformation that happened for her in her life, in her business, and mostly the internal shift that she's experienced because she was willing to do the deeper work. That's really what you're going to get to witness through this conversation. So I'm really, really grateful to have these beautiful relationships with my clients who are coming here to be vulnerable and just really want a presence that it is really vulnerable for them to share about their journey and all of the breakthroughs that they've had. So really want to celebrate Holly for showing up, for being willing to be seen, for leaning into this opportunity, and also for sharing about her journey because I know that when you hear about her journey, you are going to see that it is totally possible for you to integrate more feminine energy into your life and really get new insights on ways that you can do that. I also have one private mentorship spot that is opening up in April. So as you're listening to this, if you are like, 
This is exactly the type of support that I need. I am ready to go deeper on my journey. Please reach out to me. You can send me a message on Instagram at Amy Natalie Co. And you can just say, I'm interested in your mentorship and we can chat and see if it's the right fit. And then also, if you are newer on your journey and you are looking for a very simple place to start, you can find my free Empowered Feminine Morning Ritual, which is a 20-minute audio guide that will support you in connecting with your feminine energy and feeling empowered with your mindset at the beginning of the day. So you can find the link for that if you scroll down in the show notes. You can also find the link for that in my bio on Instagram at Amy Natalie Co. That is called the Empowered Feminine Morning Ritual. So once you download it, then I will email you the free audio guide and you can use that this week as part of your morning ritual. All right, love, enjoy this conversation with Holly and we'll see you on the other side. Hey, Holly, welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. Hey, thanks, Amy. Yeah, it's so fun to be with you in this space. We've met here many times before in our sacred Zoom (laughs) meeting room (laughs) where we've done lots of inner work together over the last six months. And it really has been such an honor and privilege and so inspiring to support you in your journey to embodying more of your feminine energy. And so today I'm just excited to share that with our listeners and to show other women what's possible for them. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. And so why don't we start? I just would love for you to share who you are, where you live, like just give a little introduction about yourself so that everyone knows who they're listening to. Yeah. So I'm Holly and I live in the middle of nowhere, Iowa. And yeah, I have a 14 year old daughter and run a few different businesses. Awesome. Yeah. And, and when you first reached out to me, you said something along the lines, like you're the first, I think it was either female coach or just the first coach that you had worked with in, in masterminds and in other kind of more business capacities. Right. But this was the first time where you were like, wow, I really feel drawn to your work. Like I, I, you know, I want to know more. I think you had asked me a question or something and we started this conversation. And so, yeah, I'd love for you to share a little bit about what inspired you to reach out for coaching and kind of what was different that, that really resonated for you. Yeah. So it was actually a really, intuitive process that I loved. I had listened to, I think I went looking for an astrologer on a brand new podcast I had never listened to. And I finished her episode and just left it playing and your episode came on. And I listened to your episode and I just immediately had this feeling, just uh, like just this immediate connection. We had very similar stories and just felt this connection. And so I went and found your podcast and totally binged your podcast. (laughs) And And I think I reached out to you just like saying thank you for sharing and telling you that I was enjoying your podcast. And yeah, I've never had a one on one coach, never a female coach and never a one on one coach. So with it with my businesses, I did a few different masterminds, always masculine led. Um, I never really saw the need, I guess, for myself to have 
a one-on-one coach or a feminine coach, but something about you just clicked. And so we started talking and I knew before I even got on the call with you, it was not going to be a sales call. It was just, (laughs) it was just me signing up. So yeah, I loved your energy and I loved your story and just this safety feeling that I felt with you like right off the bat. Mm, yeah, I remember you sharing that and that just like made my heart so warm. <laughs> and, and you know, it's interesting that it was at this time on your journey, which was about seven, eight months ago, where you were in a place where you were ready to invite more feminine energy into your life. And then you felt drawn to work with a woman and work with someone who works more on like the spiritual and the emotional and the energetic side of things, because if you were to share, like, how is this different than you, you mentioned like more masculine approach in business and just masculine type of support. What would you say is the biggest difference between like having that masculine business type world versus like the work that we've done together? Yeah. So I would say up until you, I was very much a doer, a controller, <laughs> like panic, worry, very much just uh, weight of the world on my shoulders in all areas and felt very heavy, very, it, it all just felt very forced at that point in time. And I think I knew there was another level. I knew there was a shift I needed to make. And I just didn't know what that shift was. And even reaching out to you, I don't think I necessarily, I mean, I've studied the masculine feminine polarity. I've, I've gone through all of that. But I think I didn't realize the depth that I was missing it. You know, I, I don't think I realized how in my masculine I was in my day-to-day life in all areas. I mean, <laughs> exercise, business, relationships, every area, I was very much in my masculine. So it was terrifying starting with you. <laughs> I mean, it definitely was so far out of my comfort zone. And that's always a good gauge for me is that when it scares me to death, that's usually what I need to do because I know what's on the other side of that. And so, yeah, it was, it was definitely scary, but I trusted you. Absolutely trusted you. Yeah. I love that, that instead of that, that fear of the unknown being something that actually stops you, you actually see it as something that oh, okay, that's out of my comfort zone. That's going to stretch me. So I have to lean into it. And I think that's really an entrepreneurial trait, I would say, and someone who's willing to take risks and who's knows that when they stretch their comfort zone and when they step outside of their comfort zone, that that's where the real change actually happens. And so you had some faith and trust in me, but also some faith that there was something really beautiful available on the other side. Yeah, and that's where I've always seen massive changes in my life is whenever I take those scary leaps. And so doing that with you, just intuitively, I knew that this was going to change everything in my life. And Mm -hmm. it has. Yeah. Yeah. And just for some context, like you run a really big business, you have multiple businesses. So like you definitely had so much of that masculine energy and you've had a lot of success. Like I really want to just frame and and have everyone understand where you were coming from. Like there was a lot that was working in your life and you had a lot of success, right? I did. I just, I just was doing it the hard way (laughs) and not necessarily hard. I do think there's a lot of 
when you're building businesses, there's a lot of masculine energy that goes into it and you have to put that time in and you have to, you know, do some of those things to make the business take off. But I also feel like I was missing a balance there or missing the other half of the coin. You know, it's like, if I could incorporate that also with the masculine and kind of find that balance back and forth, that's where the real magic I knew would happen. And I didn't know how to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's different, like knowing the concepts of masculine and feminine and then right. actually learning how to embody it, which is really what I've seen within our time together and what who you are today is, is really being the embodiment. And I was thinking about this this morning as I was writing that it's not really even to me about having a specific balance, right? It's actually about knowing how to and when to access Mm -hmm. these different energies, like being able to flow between the two and being embodied in both of them. So that depending on what's going on throughout your day, throughout your week, throughout your month, like knowing, oh, okay, like this is a good time or this feels better. It feels best for me right now in my body to be in my feminine, or it feels best right now for me to activate my masculine energy, right? Well, and I think there's times right now we're selling a business. And so I'm very much in my masculine and I've had to work really hard, even just taking that, you know, 10 to 15 minutes a day to kind of ground and get into that feminine. But knowing that this season of my business has to kind of be more of that masculine and knowing now that it's just a season and not panicking that, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm losing everything I learned and I'm going backwards and I'm, and knowing that it's just the season and then I get back to it. So that's been, yeah, when I say balance, that's kind of exactly what you said, the turning it on and off and knowing when you need each. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So powerful. And that's even like a feminine principle that we're looking at and that you've started to really play with here is like, it's okay to have seasons. Like we're not always going to be in our masculine or always going to be in our feminine, but that cyclical nature and having seasons is so important. And even knowing that, okay, this is temporary. Like even when I'm in my masculine, like I do get to prioritize, even if it's 10 minutes and not this black or white, either I'm just not going to do anything at all, or I'm going to do an hour of my morning rituals and then feel stressed out because I have to get to work. Right. Like not, which is totally how I used to be. I totally used to be very much all or nothing. If I'm not going to do it all, then I'm going to do none of it. And now it's just for me finding that, okay, like, not panicking if I don't get to go through everything that I want, but taking what I can and being okay with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I'd love to share some examples for you, maybe even how like your schedule or how you structure your time, like shifting from being so masculine dominant, how it was before to kind of like what, what tangibly happened? Like what it, what shifted for you as you started to embrace more of the feminine? Mm, This was a process, right? So I think very early on, as far as day-to-day stuff, I very much felt the need to always be working, always be, you know, even I would find myself sitting in front of my computer and not having any work to do and still just sitting there finding something to do. 
because I felt like I needed to keep doing more, 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 more. And finding that shift of recognize, I think the first thing was just recognizing what I was doing. You know, like I don't have any work to do. Get up and go dance, go read, go meditate, go journal, go sit in the sauna, you know, anything like that, that would make me feel good. Go do that. So I started just really recognizing those times. And I found that I had a lot of those times during the day, (laughs) that I didn't have to be working. So that was a real eye opener for me, shifting that. And then I think the journaling has been huge. The scripting, I've really started scripting every day. And I think that has been a massive shift for me. And just recognizing, you know, you and I talked a lot about on a Friday night when I would sit here and say, you know, gosh, my house is a mess. I need to get up. I need to do dishes. I need to do laundry. I need to, you know, all of these, I should do this. I need to do this. And just kind of taking that should out of my vocabulary. So I have found myself sitting here when I don't have to be doing something with business and I will just stop and I will ask myself, what do you want to do right now? What would make you really happy right now? And sometimes it's going and laying in bed and watching a movie. Sometimes it's cleaning my house and that's what's going to make me feel good. Sometimes it's going and working out or reading or going for a walk, but just stopping and really asking myself, Like, what is that thing that's going to make you happy right now? And allowing those things in and getting rid of so many shoulds. And even, even doing laundry or washing dishes anymore, it's, I used to dread and I used to think, oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. And just shifting that mindset of like, oh, I'm so thankful that I get to do this because my daughter's here. And so I'm doing her laundry so that, you know, she has something to wear and I'm, I'm thankful that. For that, you know, so just shifting that story in my mind that I'm telling myself because we all have things that we have to do or, you know, don't want to do. So just shifting that story to a positive rather than a negative has been really huge, also, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting that you talk about kind of like that autopilot. Like we're just so programmed that we should, it's during the workday. So we should just be working all the time. And yes. You know, I used to do consulting in different companies when I was a nutritionist and I would go in and I would talk to the employees and we'll kind of just kind of see what was going on. And there's so much wasted time where it's like, you have to be at your desk. You have to be here for a certain amount of hours and not everyone had work to do all the time. Right. And so we're just kind of programmed in this way of what work should look like. And again, the should that you're talking about, that was such a big turning point on my journey too, where similar to you, where I was scripting or writing about my future or writing about how I want to feel and writing as if it's already happening. And through that being like, okay, if that's what I really want, how is that not aligned with how I'm living my life right now? What can I do to be more aligned with how I want to feel with what I want my day to look like, what I want my day to feel like. And then what if I chose to do things that actually made me happy versus like you said, things that feel like shoulds. And it's no wonder that so many people are unhappy or unfulfilled or disconnected because we're so used to the autopilot of going through the motions of, you know, trying to reach that next promotion or trying to, you know, make more money or whatever the, the, 
the end goal is, but it's the day by day, moment by moment decisions where it's like, do I really want to do this thing? Does this actually make me happy? And if we're not prioritizing the things that make us happy, no wonder you feel empty or like something's missing or depressed or you're not enjoying your life because you're not intentionally and consciously creating the day that you want or the life that you want. So I love that you mentioned those two things around scripting, about being intentional. What would I want to do right now? What feels good for me right now? And it does take work. It takes work, especially at first when you're reprogramming. It's like, oh, this feels really hard. Like the old program's so strong. It's so loud. It's so comfortable. Even though it doesn't feel good, it's still comfortable. And it's a default. The new programming, it takes effort to be like, okay, I'm going to close my computer right now. And I'm going to go do something that I actually want to do. Or I'm going to let myself rest right now. I'm going to let myself watch a movie. Like for someone like you, who's ambitious, who, you know, builds businesses, who likes to be productive, like to let yourself go dance in the mirror or to let yourself go lay down. It's, it's not as easy as just saying, okay, like I'm just going to start operating in this way. So can you share a little bit about that process of practicing and the, the, the inner journey of what, like giving yourself permission to do those things. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. I mean, everything that you said, yes, because we are programmed and it sounds so funny to say that it's so uncomfortable and hard for me to lay on the couch in the middle of the afternoon and read a book, you know, but it is, it's so hard. And so, uh, when we very first started, I think one of the first things that you mentioned to me was just, getting in front of a mirror and dancing, just turning on music and dancing. And I was like, I mean, the thought in my head was just like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, (laughs) there is no way I'm doing this. But I did it. Like, I tried to really do everything that you suggested and everything that you suggested turned out to be amazing. So the first few times were so uncomfortable. I mean, I was, I did not like it. I was like, this is terrible terrifying, all of that. But I forced myself every afternoon in the middle of the afternoon to break up my day just to go do it. And honestly, I mean, it was maybe day four, day five. And I and I thought, okay, this is like, I can see a little bit how this is helping. And then it got to the point where it was like, I mean, it was a half hour long, you know, or 45 minutes long, just because you would just, your body would relax so much and just moving and feeling and just letting out all the aggression from the day or letting out all the emotion from the day. It was such a therapeutic thing for me that I craved it. You know, it got to the point of just craving that every day. And so that was a big, big step for me was just the dancing. And then I know we talked about, you know, not always having to be doing. And so I would try and start you know, shutting off my computer while I watched a movie, or I would try laying on the couch in the middle of the afternoon and reading a book if I didn't have work to do. And it, and all it was, was just the hardest step I think was recognizing it. And once you recognize what you were doing, then you could make that shift. And as soon as I recognized what I was doing, I would force myself to get up and go do something to to sit in the sauna, to go for a walk, you know, any of that kind of stuff. So once you recognize it, then just make the move. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. It didn't just happen the first time and that it was <laughs> no. so easy and so fun and all not of that. All. Like it was not right. No. So <laughs> Your ego is like, why am I doing this? What are, <laughs> yeah. like, what are you doing? This isn't productive. We're not doing anything. Yeah. 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 And I love how much that practice really spoke to you. And this is what's beautiful about private mentorship too, is that we get to customize, like, you know, it's not true that meditation for everyone is the exact right tool that's going to support them in getting out of the doing or that journaling. It's really exploring these different practices and customizing them and figuring out, you know, what, what works for you, what helps you to feel the most connected to your feminine energy or to the universe or to your higher self. Like that's what we want more of. Right. Yep. Yeah. And we mentioned earlier how, this shift from the masculine to the feminine not only has impacted like your day-to-day, your schedule, your the way you approach business, all of that, but it also impacted your fitness and the way that you related to exercise and food. So let's talk a little bit before we work together. And even if there's anything around like body image or anything like that, that you want to share, what was your world like when it came to exercise, food, body image, et cetera? Sure. So when I started my first online business, I was working probably, I mean, 80, 100 hour weeks. It was just insanity. And so I started grabbing, you know, candy bars and pizza and all the things just to get through the day. I wasn't working out, none of that. I probably gained 20 pounds. And it's not that I would look in the mirror and say, you know, oh, you're ugly, you're, you know, I wouldn't go down necessarily that path of the really negative self-talk, but I definitely was unhappy with how I looked and, and it was weighing on me every second of every day. And so after that business, I started working out, I started eating better. Um, I lost the weight, but I very much was never happy with my body. Like I always had to take it further and I always, it was never good enough. I never looked in the mirror and thought, okay, this is, I look amazing. And I was very much in the program of, you know, you have to eat this way every single day and you have to work out this much every single day. And if I missed a workout, I mean, I would just beat myself up all day. I would not feel great about myself. I would worry about it all day. And so working with you, I think I realized that I never actually truly loved my body. Like I didn't love my body. I didn't appreciate my body, nothing. And I think the dancing was step one for that was just forcing myself to look at my body and, and how amazing it actually was. And once I started there, um, I slowly realized, you know, you talked a lot about your body will talk to you. You know, your body will tell you what food it it wants and what exercise it wants. And I think for me, finding that balance or that difference of like, okay, I don't, I don't feel like working out. So I'm just not going to work out or my body actually saying to me, Hey, you need to take a break today and, and honoring that and listening to that. So I think I was always afraid, Oh, if I take a day off, I'm lazy. I'm going to get off track. I'm never going to get back on track again. And I know that's not true now. I know that my body is going to tell me when I need to take a break. And if I have to take two or three days or a week, 
I know that I'm going to get back to it. I think I was just always so scared to listen to those cues. I didn't want to listen to them. I just wanted very masculine way of just go, 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 and not listening to what my body was telling me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I know it takes a lot of courage to actually trust your body and to learn how to listen to it. Because like you said, we have all this programming of, oh, if I don't work out, then that means I'm lazy or I'm not trying hard enough or I'm failing, right? There's a huge piece around, I'm going to fail if I don't do it. And then there's the self beat up that you said, et cetera. And that's really the old paradigm. And now incorporating more of the feminine, it's like, oh, I can trust my body. I can trust myself. I know that if I honor my body's need for rest today, that I'll actually be so much more energized and have so much more capacity to work out tomorrow if I really listen. And I trust myself to show up for that versus I have to, or I should, or there's something wrong with me if I do take a day off. Yeah. And I think I've found a really good intuitive feel within myself that, I mean, I have a gym in my basement and I've even gotten down there and I've put on my shoes and I've started the workout and my body is just like, no, you can't. And I've, and I've quit and I've walked away versus having days where you're like, I really don't want to do this. And then I do it. You know, it's like doing the hard things is great unless if your body is telling you absolutely no, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, for me, it was finding that balance, I guess, of like, not just being lazy and taking the day off, but actually truly honoring my body. If my body was telling me no. Yeah, totally. Huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you, that you articulated that difference because it can be easy to, it it can be confusing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then when it comes to food, I know that we had talked about kind of some similar conversations around the mindset of, oh, if I eat something that quote unquote, I shouldn't eat, or that's bad for me, then I'm off track. And then I've just, you know, failed or I've, I've messed it up and then really having a hard time to get back into alignment with how you want to nourish your body. So can you share a little bit about what that was like to make that transition from this rigid, like black or white, I should or shouldn't eat this and how you feel now. Yeah. So I used to always go down the very much again, all or nothing path of if I'm going to have pizza, then I'm going to have, you know, ice cream and cookies and candy and everything else with it. I'm not just going to eat the pizza. And then, you know, the next day I would beat myself up for everything that I had had the night before. I didn't have a belief in my mind that I could just have the pizza and be okay with the pizza. I had the belief that, okay, well, you've ruined it. So you just as well eat it all. So there again, just really listening to my body and that, you know, if I'm craving the pizza and my body really truly wants something like that, then that's okay. But that doesn't mean that I need to jump off the cliff and have everything else with it, you know, because my body's not craving that my body's craving the pizza, you know? And so knowing then that you can have a couple slices of pizza and you can get back on track the next day and you'll be okay (laughs) was a really big eye opener for me. And I know you really walked me through this on numerous occasions because, you know, we were right in the thick of holidays and birthdays and all of that. And I just had so much panic around you know, gaining that weight because I would binge. 
Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. And, you know, learning how to trust yourself with food and knowing that, okay, if I, it's okay for me to have a couple pieces of pizza and I can stop after that, but it takes getting out of the rigidness of should or shouldn't right or wrong in order to actually be able to listen to your body and to trust yourself with food. And how would you say this new approach has impacted how your body looks and feels like, what are you noticing in your body? And, and before you said you, you were carrying extra weight, you said you were kind of like really rigid with everything. What are you noticing in your body now that you're, you're integrating more of the feminine into your approach of taking care of yourself? Mm, It's an interesting thing because as soon as I started actually looking in the mirror and saying like, wow, you know, your body is amazing and I love my body and all of those affirmations. I mean, I'm not kidding. The weight started coming off and the cravings weren't as bad. I think whenever we tell ourselves we can't have this, we shouldn't have this, we just want it that much more. So as soon as I started approaching it from, I can have this if that's what I want, but do you really want that? you know, and start really taking those steps towards it, then the weight just started coming off easily. I didn't even have to really work at it. It just happened naturally. Once I started paying attention to those cues and really appreciating my body for what it was, rather than having the fear and the panic and the disgust, you know, just having the love for it instead. Mm, Yeah. I love that you brought in that this isn't just about the food and the exercise, but it's also about how are you talking to your body? How Mm. are you seeing your body? Like what is your self-perception of you? And in that really, that was part of the healing as well. That was definitely the first biggest shift was once I started that, then I kind of could take that next step of like having that relaxed feeling around food that if, okay, if you want this, you can have it, you know, it is here instead of that panicked feeling. And, and I think too, once you have an appreciation for your body and you love your body, you do want to fuel it with good things. You know, you, you want to continue that. So I think that's a big shift too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all that. I know it can be vulnerable and it's intimate. Like it's our relationship with food and our body, but this is stuff that every woman struggles with. Like, I don't know any women who, at least not that I know, who don't have an internal conversation around this all the time. And there's so much freedom when we can release all of this, this control and internal chatter and all of that and, and self-talk and self-beat up that energy gets released and we create space for more presence to direct that energy that was being used on that internal judgment to things that you want to do. And it just feels better, right? That's the truth. It's exhausting. I mean, to think about the number of hours I was probably spending every single day worried about, oh my gosh, if I eat this, if I eat that, if I don't work out, if I, just what you said, the mental space that that opens up is crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. And there's a couple other pieces that I wanted to highlight of your journey, which one of the biggest ones, which is a really fun one, because we actually got to like meet in person when you (laughs) visited San Diego and, and really this transition was going from the like control, toxic masculine controlling, or like wanting everything to work out a certain way to embodying some 
unattachment or the surrender, right? And so why don't you share a little bit about what that experience was like for you to see me? We went to a coffee shop together, we went for a walk, and then we had this experience where you're like, oh, that's what non-attachment looks like. (laughs) (laughs) This was probably one of my favorite things ever with you. It was so unlike we did not see this coming. So yeah, on that basis of control. So we walked to the coffee shop, we sat down, we were just sitting there so relaxed after our walk. And a guy walks up to our table and clearly very interested in Amy. And she is just like, I couldn't even concentrate on him because I was just watching you so much (laughs) the entire time. And just how relaxed you were. And you just were so like, you were sat back, you were so chill and you were so just in alignment with yourself and grounded. Like this energy that I got from you was crazy. And I just remember sitting there thinking, that is how I want to be. Like, I want to be so relaxed and so grounded in myself that, I mean, this guy was all but asking you out. and. You were just like, well, whatever. And you were like, well, I'm, I'm leaving because I think you were leaving for North Carolina, weren't you? Mm-hmm. And you were like, you know, if, if I see him when I come back, I see him. And if I don't, I don't. And just the level of trust and relaxation that you exuded that day, that is something that will stay with me forever. And that is something that I have been so focused on is just sit back and relax. Like Mm. whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And I don't have to control every little detail. Like those fun moments will pop up. And I loved that day. I Mm -hmm. loved that day. Yeah. It was so fun because, and I honestly feel like the universe, like sent him there in divine timing for you to experience (laughs) that because I've been to that coffee shop many times. I've actually we both are locals at that coffee shop and I had seen him so many times and he had, we had never actually spoken, but we like have seen each other so many times over the years, like years I'm talking about. And then here he comes like, (laughs) while you're sitting there with me and he's super attractive and like really nice. And, and I think it was this, that piece of trust that, okay, like if it's, if we're, if we're meant to go on a date, then it will happen. Like, I'm not going to like, you know, try and figure this out, but I love that you got to experience that and that it, that it sat with you so deeply. And I really feel like that was divine timing. Like that hadn't happened before. Right. And oh my God, are visiting <laughs> and I'm about to go travel, like the likeliness <laughs> of that happening. So I just loved, loved that so much too. Oh, that was amazing. And I, and just the, I always go back to that energy that I felt coming off of you. Just, mm. you were so calm and grounded. And that was the thing that I took away from that is just feeling that from you. Mm. And I just, that is something that I've strived for every day. Just that calmness and mm-hmm. relaxation of whatever is going to happen is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how has that been supporting you in your relationships? How has that been supporting you in your life? Like what's been different? Cause you shared with me, you know, we worked together for six months and then it's been, um, I don't know, it's been a few weeks since we had our last session, but 
you started noticing in the last month of us working together. And I really want to emphasize this too. Like the reason why I work with my clients in a longer container, a longer capacity is because some of these changes do take time and there's no like, okay, by this date, everything's going to click. But at some point it does. And sometimes it's in the container at, you know, in the middle, sometimes it's afterwards. And you started to, everything kind of just started to come together in the last month. And so I'd love for you to describe how has it been feeling? What did, what has shifted? What are you noticing? And yeah, how is this trust and this surrender instead of living in the control and the planning all the time? What has that brought into your life? Yeah. So gosh, probably three or four months in would have brought us to November. And in November, I kept telling you, I'm like, I just feel like I'm in this cocoon. I feel like I'm just, I said, I I don't know what's wrong. I don't want to deal with anyone. I don't want to be around anyone. I like, it was such a, internally, I felt like I was screaming and externally, I just, you know, was trying to remain calm. I didn't know what was happening. There was just, I was really struggling internally and I can't even pinpoint what that struggle was. And I went through November and December and I just, I remember keep, I just kept thinking like, am I going to come out of this? I, I don't know what this is. You know, I don't know what's happening. I just kept up with the dancing, with the journaling, with the sauna, with the, all of the things. And I just wasn't making any movement. And I remember getting really frustrated certain days and thinking, why am I even doing this? It's not working. I don't know what's happening. And then right after the first of the year, it was like the butterfly came out of the cocoon and I, everything just took off and, and I would attribute it. You know, I always like with weight, it's like you, you're doing all the things you're eating, right. You're exercising and the weight's not coming off, not coming off, even though you keep doing it. And all of a sudden the scale just drops four or five pounds, you know? And that's what it was like. It was like, January, all of a sudden, everything paid off. And just, I remember getting on that phone call with you when I was walking and I just was probably talking a hundred miles a minute because (laughs) everything just opened. I felt this calmness that I had never felt before. It was like, I couldn't even describe it. It just had come into every area of my life. It had come into my eating. It had come into my exercising, my relationships, my work, just this calm. And we were even starting to go through the process of selling our business. And, and I turned a couple of really good offers down and I, I just knew I was like, you know, something that you and I talked about along the way was that I can have it all, you know, like I can have everything that I want. And in the process of selling the business, I just felt like some of these people weren't the right fit. And very early on, before we even talked to any buyers for for the business, I had said that I envisioned a husband and wife buying my business. And these people that were coming along were nothing like that. And so I just kept saying no, kept saying no. And all of a sudden, the 11th hour here comes the perfect husband and wife. And within seconds of talking to them on the phone, I knew that they were the ones. And so I think just that calmness brings about even more trust and just saying no until I get what I want has been another huge breakthrough for me is that if it's not perfect, say no and say no again. And pretty soon perfect will come along. So those were really really huge shifts for me. And 
I felt like I finally embodied you that day at the coffee shop. Like I finally had gotten to the point of that calmness of just that grounded. I know the right things are coming in the right timing. And it took me, I mean, five to five and a half months with you to really get to that place. Yeah. And that's after how many years of programming and practicing a different way, like five months after like living in a completely different paradigm, like that's not even that much time. And I, even when you were in that cocoon, I was like, this is a season, like this is part of like, that was you going deeper into your feminine. You're like, what's wrong with me? I can't get out of bed. I can't do these things. Like what's wrong with me? I was like, there's actually nothing wrong with you. Like your feminine has been yearning for this relaxation, this rest. Like you've been going, 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 doing, doing, doing for so long that this is actually the medicine that you need right now. And we get to trust that. And what I love is even though it was like scary for you or frustrating, you trusted the process and you trusted me and you kept showing up and you didn't give up on yourself in that. And there was a deep, I think there was a deeper knowing of, oh, this is actually how it's meant to be. And then I love that you described like that metamorphosis and that, that, that butterfly effect. And what you've been sharing with me too, is the word flow, like flow and ease. And since your energy is more calm and grounded, things are flowing right? Yeah. Not, as you mentioned before, like, oh, it used to be like I was successful, but it was hard or it was resistance or it was pushing and forcing. And now like you just sold a business and there's mm-hmm. other things, you know, new creative ideas are coming to you and you have so many beautiful things that are lining up and opening for you because it's a reflection of your calmness and your vibrational shift. Yeah. And I think in November and December, that was really the thing that I kept doing is I just kept going deeper. No matter if I wasn't seeing changes, I just kept listening to you and I kept going deeper. And there were calls that I did not want to show up on. I didn't want to do it. And I'm so thankful. I mean, you just had a great balance of push and, you know, allowing. And so I finally got to that point and even selling our business. I knew that couple was right, but it was still really hard for me to let go of the business. And as soon as I just said, okay, I'm ready. And I, and I signed the papers that night. I had two brand new business ideas that just, I, there's no other word than flow in. Like they just flowed in and they are perfect for my next step. And so as soon as, you know, that's the thing I've been seeing along the way is that as soon as you release that control, and as soon as you release the things that aren't serving you anymore, it opens the door for the new things, right? That's, that's what you always shared. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have to create space for the new. And when we're grasping onto the old, and we don't want to let go, because it feels literally like we're dying. Like, that's what it feels like. (laughs) It does. does. (laughs) And it's hard to see, oh, when I let this go, something else is going to come in that's how it works. Like we, we have to be, and that's, that's takes so much trust and faith and, and, and leaning into the unknown, which if you're in that space of being so used to controlling and planning, like the unknown feels really scary sometimes. It does. And, and that's one thing, this whole journey is just embracing that unknown instead of scary, switching it to exciting, right? Mm-hmm. Like just yeah. 
no, the unknown is exciting now. It's not scary. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love it so much. Well, it's so fun to reflect over your journey. There's so much more, like we couldn't possibly like, Oh, there's so much here. There is. And I, I just am so happy that, you know, where you're at right now. And also that our listeners get to hear, feel your energy, right? This isn't just a talking conceptually, but really getting to feel like, Oh, there's been a big shift and feeling your calmness in this conversation. You even mentioned like, before we got on, I was like, how are you feeling about doing a podcast? And you're like, well, in the past I would have been really nervous or like I would have overprepared. And you're like, I'm just in flow. Like we're just in flow. <laughs> it's just a conversation. We're good. Right. And yeah. not that there weren't still feelings of nervousness, but you were, you're still embodying that calmness, which is really beautiful. Yeah, that's definitely how I came into it. And someone else asked me, they're like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, because it terrifies me, right? Mm -hmm. Like, this terrifies me, but it's amazing. And I know on the other side is, is a ton of growth. So Mm -hmm. yeah, thank you for having me on. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I have one last question. So for a woman who's maybe been listening to the podcast, she's been doing her own inner healing. She's maybe worked with other coaches or therapists and she's in a place where she really wants to go deeper and wants that next layer of support. What would you say about like this investment and why you believe that it would be really valuable or like, what, what, what would you say to her? She's like, oh, I'm on the edge, but like, I I'm not sure. Like I'm scared. So it is scary. I would say that first, but that's what you should do because you're scared. I think that with you, there was so many blind spots for me, areas that I didn't, I didn't know. And I wouldn't have ever known had I not signed on to this with you. I mean, I remember doing inner child work and I thought to myself from the outside looking in, I had the perfect childhood. What possible work could I have to do on inner child? And I think those were the days I cried the hardest. And those were the days that were the hardest for me. And that would have been a block for me had I not signed on with you to dig deeper into that. And also just opening up that, that feminine journey. I think that it's so important for every woman to do that. And and it is scary, but you are so wonderful at just leading people through that. I mean, just knowing when to push and knowing when to not push with someone, I needed that balance. And you gave me that. And I mean, I told you things that I've probably never told anyone and there was just no judgment. There was no, you just helped me work through everything. And it opened up a whole new level for me by working Mm. with you. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing. It's been such an honor and I'm just so blessed and grateful that I get to do this work and support incredible women like you. And now you get to go out and have the ripple effect in your life and your businesses and your relationships. Like this is the magic that lights up my soul. I feel so happy and grateful (sighs) right now for you sharing your story and sharing your journey. And for women who want to stay connected to you, who want to follow your journey, what's the best place for them to find you? Yeah. So I am on Instagram at she became confident and Mm -hmm. that's where you can find me. Yay. Amazing. Well, I'm so excited to keep following your journey. I always stay in touch with my clients after we complete and it's just so fun to 
you know, continue to watch the evolution over time. So excited for everything that's to come. And thank you again for being here. Thank you for having me. Thanks again for joining me for this episode of the Feminine Frequency. I'm so grateful to have you here in my community. If you felt inspired by this episode, you can go ahead and take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories to spread the love. And you can tag me at Amy Natalie Co. I always love hearing from you. You can also go to iTunes or the Apple Podcast app and take one to two minutes to leave a really quick rating and a review. That's the best way that you can give back to this podcast community and to spread the love so that more women from around the world can access the feminine frequency. Lastly, if you are in a place where you are ready to dive in and have a deeper level of support and you found Holly's transformational experience to be very inspiring for you today, I have one more spot opening in April for my private mentorship. So you can reach out to me on Instagram and let me know that you're interested and we can see if it is the perfect fit for you. Thanks again for being here. We'll see you next Monday for another episode of The Feminine Frequency.